Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Soberland. I am Lindsay, and today's guest is my friend and another IHOP employee, Amanda Tostado. Welcome. Thanks. So yeah, you work at IHOP. I had Shane on here before as well. He's an IHOP yeah. employee. So it's kind of a thing I've been doing. Um, You're just grabbing all your coworkers <laughs> at lunchtime to record podcasts. <laughs> HR is going to be like, can you stop having therapy sessions with the employees that I have? But, um, well, I mean, you guys have, a lot of you have become my friends and you've, you yeah. know, we talk about stuff, so it makes sense. Yeah, you are also single and you're like one of my only single friends like you and my friend heather are it everyone else is like engaged yeah you're one of my like three single friends too so so can we're the same age you're 30 right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we're in very similar places and so we always talk about like our dating bumble stories and just all sorts of stuff yeah it's our daily conversation at work (laughs) (laughs) we get a lot done here (laughs) we do we talk about chicken and we talk about boys yeah Basically. Yeah, you've worked here for a really long time. Yeah, like six years. Yeah, I remember when I started, you kind of like helped me figure everything out. Yeah. So you you know what's going on here. What else is... Oh, you just became an aunt. I just became an auntie. For the first time. Congratulations. Thank you. He's so cute. Yeah. He's kind of giving me baby fever, but you know, Uh, I feel like I'm a long way from that, so it's fine. He's just (laughs) perfect though. I love him. Oh. What else is going on? Um, oh, it's been, if you don't live in L.A., it's been raining in L.A., and it's been very yeah. cold, and it's really been bringing my mood down. <laughs> so I want that to stop. Yeah, this um, never happens. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Portland, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into today's topic, which I think is a couple different things. Um, but if I was to sum it up, I would say self-worth is what I wanted to really focus on today. And it's inspired by my therapy session that I had last night. I I go to therapy every Tuesday. Um, I know I talk a lot about it. I feel like it's something that's really helps me a lot. We've, I've been talking about dating with my therapist more because I've, that's been something that's been happening more in like the last month. And really it's like for the first time in my sobriety, um, because I was like single for a while at first and then just dating one guy. So this is like the first time in sobriety that I'm like kind of dating around not in like a slutty way <laughs> like going on like dinner dates and um it's also like dating and relationships is something that I've always struggled with um like I've never really had a healthy one I think I, I always kind of like have you know lose my identity and myself in them and it's just something that's never really been a healthy balance thing in my life and I've never understood why um you know, and it's something I really, really want. Like, I'm 30. I obviously, like, want, like, a partner to share my life with and to be in love and to do things with and have fun and support each other. Like, all those good things. And, um, like, I've never really been obsessed with marriage. I never, like, dreamt of my wedding or really, like, been dying to have kids. So, in fact, like, it's kind of been the opposite for me where I've just kind of dismissed marriage. Like, it's never going to happen for me because all my relationships are so fucked but um (laughs) but like in sobriety uh I've got gotten a lot of clarity in every part of my life including dating and I've started to recognize like habits that I have and like I've noticed that like the intensity that I initially have in a relationship is like a bit much like I will put like all of my energy and thoughts into like wondering if this person likes me and if I'm going to hear from them and how soon I'm going to hear from them and like if I don't hear from them I'm like super disappointed and 
it like really you know it's extreme with my mood and I don't normally like show that to the guy I'm not like standing outside their window like hey (laughs) (laughs) but you put a lot of it sounds like you put a lot of pressure on it from the very beginning right yourself yeah it's like all those those games like I don't ever text first like I always try to play it cool so it's like I'm not really showing that to anybody but dying inside and having like this (laughs) it's really it's hard and so I want a healthy balanced relationship really badly and I'm trying to figure out why I am this this way and so I've been talking about it with my therapist and so we're going through all these scenarios and she's like like do you think like you just like really want security and to feel safe and I was like no I don't think that's it because like I'm very independent I've been financially independent like my since I was 18 and uh, I like live alone I take care of myself like I don't need some like security and and I was like maybe I just like I can't do relationships and She's like, well, you're doing a relationship right now with me, like a therapist-client one. And she's like, you have friends. And I was like, I thought about that. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I have a lot of really great friendships that are really healthy. I have a good relationship with my family. I have good work relationships. I'm, like, successful. It's literally just dating that I can't get right ever. And she was like, well, if you think about it, like, romantic relationships are kind of like friendships with sex. And I was like... That's true. That's really, like, one of the main differences. And I think just after she said that, it kind of all hit me at once that, like, I am really insecure about my body. And I've been like that my whole life. I've always been, like, the tallest girl in my class. And I've never been super skinny. So I've always been, like, a little bit bigger than other girls. And, like, I've struggled with my weight and, like, my relationship with food and my self-image and all of those things. Um... And I've, like, never, I've never, like, worn a bikini in public. I've never felt, like, secure enough. I know. I mean, I probably could, but I just don't, I don't know. And, like, I've always felt really self-conscious during sex. Like, like, except maybe the guy I was with for, like, four years, I didn't really care about that. But, like, every other guy, it's, like, I'm really self-conscious about my body, which I think is a huge part of why I needed to be, like, blackout drunk during a lot of (laughs) the sex in my life, you know. Um... But, yeah, so I just have, like, a lot of insecurity in my body and myself, and I feel like I have have this need to, like, validate my self-worth with, like, whether a guy wants me and if he, like, if I get his approval type thing, um, which, like, totally shocks my therapist and even me because I think I come across of, like, as, like, a pretty confident person. I don't know. I, like, do stand-up comedy, and I'm, like, funny, and I don't, like, think I'm ugly like I've always been like pretty secure with like I've always thought I've had like a great face and like I got like best hair in like high school <laughs> like and like so it's more of like your body yeah image, like, which I think every girl struggles with like everyone has something that they're insecure about so yeah it kind of made me feel like a bad feminist <laughs> <laughs> and like a hypocrite because I'm on this podcast like talking about how we should all like like have self-love and like work on our mental health and like and really care about ourselves and all these things that I'm talking about but then I'm here like unintentionally putting my self-worth in the approval of men yeah so I think it's just it kind of yeah even surprised me but it's just it's something that I've always struggled with and I don't think I've really dealt with it or thought with it you know besides the like all day long thoughts of like guilt when I eat something I shouldn't or guilt when I don't go to the gym but it's like something I haven't really um like thought about in a while so 
I'm in this place right now where it's like, how do I find my self-worth in me and how do I love myself and all that? So I think I've kind of hit like step one with realizing that this this thing is really hurting me and impacting parts of my life and now I'm going to like intentionally try to change my thoughts and my actions to be more about self-love. I feel like a lot of women especially can relate to this. Can you? Yeah, I think everyone deals with some sort of, you know, they're um they don't love their body or they they have, you know, these struggles. I definitely have always struggled with my weight. Um I and it's funny cuz I'm a shorter girl and so mm. Anytime I gain, like, five pounds, it shows more on my frame. So I've always been super self-conscious of my weight. But then, you know, I've also learned to love my body. And, yes, I have curves. And if you can't deal with that, then, you know, that's on you. So I've learned to love my body. But, yes, I'm still self-conscious about, you know, if I gain 10 pounds. Um, Last year, in fact, around... The holidays, I had gained some weight, and I just, I felt like shit. I didn't Mm want to go on dates, Um, so I actually, you know, took a break from online dating and just really took a month and focused on myself and, you know, did the Whole30 diet, which is really hard and terrible, and Mm, (laughs) I never want to do it again, Um, but it really gave me my confidence back, and, you know, it just, I think it's something that everyone struggles with but you really just have to learn to love yourself because it doesn't matter how tall or how skinny you are it's guys really see your confidence Mm -hmm. and I've heard this from plenty of guys that you know if you're confident then that's sexy to them it's not so much you don't have to be the the skinniest or the prettiest also not portraying fake confidence like look I'm confident am I more attractive now but like truly having a confidence in you where you're like I have my self-worth in me and not what you think about me. Like, a true, genuine Yeah, and I think it's really important to, you know, love yourself before you start, you know, dating and trying to get someone to love you. You really have to love yourself and be confident in yourself or Mm -hmm. else, you know, they're going to see – they're not going to see you as this strong, confident woman. They're just, you know, going to think you're weak and you're going to look for validation from them. Yeah. And that's – you know, that doesn't lead to good relationships, I think. Yeah, I think for me right now, it's not even, like, about guys and dating. Like, this brought, that brought me to, like, this revelation. But now I'm really focused on, like, my, like, I've been for the last seven months in sobriety, my relationship with myself. And I think I've developed a lot of great habits. And this is just, like, another thing that's come up that's, you know, a big one for me that I really need to, to work on. And yeah. So. so did your therapist, like, give you any suggestions on how uh, to it took like the it. entire hour for us to get <laughs> to this point so we were like next week so um also like you were saying like during the holidays you weren't being super healthy and so you kind of changed that I think that should be our priority is how how healthy are we not how skinny are we kind of thing. right right and so if you feel like maybe you ate too much junk then you do like a whole 30 to kind of detox and cleanse like for the purpose of being healthy not like losing 20 pounds right you know yeah there's always a balance and I mean especially working here there's food around us 24 7 
there's chocolate around us 24-7, so it's just, you know, learning that, to for real. to say no sometimes, Literally, but it's okay to have pizza every now and then. <laughs> no, but every day there's food. It's not even it's not even IHOP food. It's actually never IHOP food. It's just, like, food that's catered in for meetings, and yeah. they'll, like, leave it the extra in the kitchen, and I'm just like, yes, every yeah. time. The struggle is real around like, here, folks. <laughs> I had two pieces of chocolate at 11 a.m. today because there's just, it's everywhere, and I don't. I don't know how to say no. So I think that's another thing maybe I need to real, like figure out is like my relationship with food because I think like a lot of things in my life, I can go to the extreme with that too. Like especially sugar, like I can eat a ton of sugar until I feel sick and just like that's not Yeah, healthy. and then you're like, why did I do that? I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's weird because like right now I'm actually like a – a pretty good weight compared to like my history like I'm able to wear the same size jeans that I wore like when I was in college and pretty skinny so it's like I'm not like morbidly obese by any means so no it's like you're <laughs> definitely not and that really surprises me that you've never worn like a bikini in public well, because because it's my okay the one area that I like oh I forgot to turn my email off it's <laughs> Let me do that. So it well, the dings go through. The ding, it's dinging. Oh. People need their their menus. Um, so, yeah, I think one thing, if I was to really pinpoint what body part I'm most insecure about, it's definitely my stomach. Like, you know those people it bulges, like, at your tummy at the bottom? But mine, it also bulges. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how crazy I am. It also bulges, like, at my rib cage. And I, so I feel like it's just it, my stomach. I hate it. I've always hated it. I thought about, like, getting liposuction or doing, like, some kind of plastic oh my surgery. Gosh. No, I mean, like, it's a real thing for me. And I, yeah. I understand that's, like, not a healthy perception of myself. And I... I don't know why I'm like that. Why? I mean, I do know why because of like the world that we live in and like these freaking Instagram models and celebrities and the girls on Vanderpump Rules that like are, they drink all the time, but they're like the size of my, my leg. (laughs) Like, yeah, they definitely are on the all liquid diet and Adderall diet. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But they also, you know, get Botox and plastic surgery. Like Stassi got... Uh, boob reduction like I would love to get that but I've just learned to accept that yes I have big boobs and it sometimes bothers me especially in bathing suits but Mm -hmm. you know I'm not going to go to the extreme to get a boob job at 30 when I still want to have kids probably later down the line but it's like you're right all this pressure from social media and you know, all these reality stars, but what we don't see is them getting all their facial treatments mm-hmm. and lash extensions, which I become obsessed with. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's all these, you know, fake things that they're doing to alter their appearance. And we just think you're supposed to wake up and look that beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually, I follow like the Vanderpump people on Instagram and they've been like they post their visits to the plastic surgeon on their stories and like then I'll I'll get in like a rabbit hole so, like go to the doctor's page and I'll like yes look and like <laughs> you're la- like then you start researching how much it is yeah because they're all here in LA <laughs> and I was like Lala and Brittany were getting like the stomach thing done where it was like uh, some kind of machine that was connected to their stomach and was like basically giving them abs like because they oh just they gosh. just lay there and like watch friends on TV <laughs> I was like I want that so like I looked at the doctor and then I got into like the liposuction page and I'm just like and then I was like gonna call for a consultation and then like 
literally that's all happened this past week and then this this thing happened last night at, at therapy and i'm just like what's like the timing is kind of crazy that i was like even considering like possibly <laughs> getting plastic surgery it's like what is wrong with me oh my gosh but I, and i think it's so easy to fall into that like in la especially because yeah. it's literally everywhere and there's a doctor you know in every city that will give you a free consultation it's just it's so easy here. yeah and there's so many different things now that like trends that you can try mm-hmm. and i'm just yeah i definitely like can get sucked into that like i get sucked into this lie that like i need to be this skinny and then i've hit the finish line and then i can find love and then i'll be happy and then all my dreams will come true but i i have to be this skinny first when it, that's bullshit and it's you can't put I, so much pressure on yourself to be like a certain size or you know you're you're tall you're never gonna get shorter yeah I'm sure I'm never gonna get taller yeah. so it's learning yeah. just to love who you are and work with what you got <laughs> yeah it's hard though you seem yeah you seem pretty very confident um and like I know when we talk about guys you're kind of like the, the guys will, like, want to hang out with you, and you'll be like, no, I'm busy. Like, you just, like, you're, like, the opposite of me. <laughs> like, where did that confidence come from? Um, I don't know. I think I've always been pretty confident um, in dating just because, you know, you put yourself out there, and it's kind of like you have nothing to lose. You're not I, – I mean, I tell this to all my single friends. Like, you're not going to find, you know, a guy just sitting on the couch. You have to go out and put yourself out there, and, yes – like, I have been rejected before, or I have been told that I'm not their type because I'm too curvy or I'm too short. They've was, said that? Oh, yeah. I was called a midget once on a dating app. You're not even that I short. I told them that I was, like, 5'3". Oh, my <laughs> he God. He called me a midget. Wow. <laughs> so, um, but I just, you know, let those things go because I know that there is someone out there for me, and I don't know. I just, I think it... It honestly comes from my mom. She's always told me, you know, if you got it, flaunt it. Mm. You know, so it's, I was always the girl with like the bigger boobs and the butt and, you know, curvy. And I just learned to love my body. And I think that's what's really helped me like in dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just being like, she sounds like you're basically like raised to be a confident woman. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And not to be so hard on my, I mean, I am always like on some sort of diet or like trying to eat healthy but mm. I try not to stress myself out about it because yeah. then you know I can mm. definitely go crazy and you know we'll sit there and be counting every little thing and how many calories does this have and I don't want to become that obsessive over it um but I think it's just making healthier choices for me you know just when I eat healthy my skin's better my hair is mm. better when I work out I have better energy I'm in a better mood so I think that also helps um just you know to bring out confidence in yourself yeah that's true I think that's that was my original intention with like hiking every day was like it makes me feel better like not just exercise but like getting out into nature like I go to Griffith Park like I love that and like obviously then I got Truman and it was like an even bigger motivator but so like my original intention was was good and now it's actually it's helped me lose weight and I've lost I definitely like feel more toned because I've been hiking more yeah but um I was gonna say so you the way that you were raised was very different from me because like I was raised very religious and like where bathing suits were very like 
were from the devil. <laughs> and, like, one, like bikinis were not allowed. Like, I would go to, like, youth camp, and, like, if you brought a bikini, you were, like, shunned. <laughs> but, um, so I think maybe that, and it was you were saying that made me think, maybe that whole thing of, like, when I think of bikinis, I think of, like, so exposed, because, mm, like, yeah. I had to hide that growing up, and so maybe that's another thing, too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I remember um, in high school, so I went to a Catholic all-girls high school, and we had a dance, and there was a dress code, so our skirts always had to be, you know, a certain length, and I remember going to this dance, and I was wearing a jean, you know, skirt, and my friend was also wearing a jean skirt. Hers was shorter than mine, but I'm the one who got a detention for it mm-hmm. because I have a butt, and <laughs> it looked sexier on me. And I remember going home telling my mom, and she's like, that's ridiculous. If I send you, you know, out of the house, you're not going to be indecent. Like, your skirt is long enough. And I just yeah. remember her you know, telling me, like, don't worry about it, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, this is, just go and serve your detention, but, you know, so she was always reinforcing, you know, that just to love your body, and of course, something's gonna look different if you have curves. Yeah. Um, But, you know, even at work, like, I don't wear super tight things, because I don't want it to come across like I'm dressing sexy, which is really I want a promotion. Yeah, which is, like, really (laughs) sad that I have to think about that, but it's always, like, Mm -hmm. you know, certain tops I can't wear to work because they just expose more, and you're trying to dress work appropriately, but someone else could be wearing, you know, half the clothing, and they'll look decent. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I find myself, like, I never wear tight shirts ever because I'm insecure about my stomach. And, like, I always wear, like, flowier things, too. So I think, yeah, whatever we kind of, like, are insecure about, we kind of dress. Try to hide, yeah. Hide it, yeah. Hide it. Mm -hmm. And, I I mean, I also think it's, like, getting, like, knowing your body and knowing how to dress. Mm -hmm. Um because, like, I can't wear flowy stuff because I'll look even bigger than I am. Yeah. Um, so I think just really knowing your body and, you know, knowing how to how to dress. But, yeah, I th- I've – at a younger age, I wasn't confident in a bikini. Mm. Um, I don't think it was maybe until, like, high school that I just said, you know what, fuck it, let's put on the bikini. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was mostly because my boobs are so big. Yeah. Um, so that's always been, like, that's the only time they really bother me. Um, but, you know, I, when I met other girls who were the same way and they were just flaunting it, it really made me think, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it's just finding, you know, stuff that fits your body or... Yeah. Wow, that's an, I think you're kind of inspiring me to just be like, go out and buy a bikini and do it. Yeah, let's go shopping. And just like, I mean, right now it's like 50 degrees and raining, <laughs> but like maybe when it clears up, we go to... Yeah, or maybe I, buy it and, you know, that's your goal for on. this year. Yeah. yeah, is to put on a bikini not, and but, feel confident. But to not, my goal shouldn't be to look the way I want in it and to look perfect or skinny, but it should be like just to own it and to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. I mean, this... how many times have you seen, like, larger women at the I beach know. or whatever just wear a bikini and you're – and I just think to myself, you go, girl. You know, yeah. you are rocking it. You don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. And, you know, they're just living their life. Yeah. <laughs> so 2019 year of the bikini. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think 
definitely am going to work on embracing my body and loving myself more and also being more intentional in, in dating um, and like not craving or needing that, you know, that text or that, you know, that attention from a guy to make me feel good. Just like being okay if it doesn't work out, being more, not like passive necessarily, but just like secure in myself where I don't, I'm not like desperately wanting this attention. And I think like for me, another thing with dating is like, um, I really hate games but then I'm guilty of playing them where I'm like I I won't text first or I'm playing hard to get and all these things and it's just like I want to end that too that's another um, yeah I mean I think you should just go with your heart like if you want to text him just text him yeah and don't make it a big old drawn out you know thought process but if you haven't heard from him just text him and say hey how's your week going or what are you up to this weekend, you know? And yeah. it, don't put so much pressure on him texting you first. Well, I think this pressure comes from, like, I have this, like, almost fantasy in my mind that when I meet the right person, it's just going to be, like, easy. easy. And then, mm-hmm. like, after we meet, we're just going to, like, naturally want to see each other, like, you know, after like, every day after that. And it's just going to be, like, a natural flow because you hear people like that. Like, I met my... My husband, we went on one date, and then, like, we were inseparable ever since. And, like, so I kind of, for some reason, have that. Like, that's the answer. And so, like, when that doesn't happen initially, I'm, like, I get, like, upset, which it's, like, that's not everyone's, like, love story. That's not the way it has to be. And I just need to, like, also accept that, too. Yeah. And I think one thing to remember is that guys are, you know, feeling this pressure, too. They're online dating, and it's tough, you know. They probably get rejected so many times from girls so I usually just try to like give them a chance but you're right I think it should be easy like we shouldn't Mm be waiting around all day waiting for them to text us um it should just be easy you need to to read that book oh yeah what's the book called why men why men love bitches yeah yeah so that's a great book um I've been reading it one of my single friends recommended it to me um So I've been reading it, but it really tells you to, you know, don't be on their time. You have to find, you know, time for yourself and you have to keep Mm -hmm. yourself busy. And if they ask, you know, to hang out on a certain day, you can say, well, I'm busy that day because I have my own plans, but I'm free these other two days. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I don't think it's playing games. I think just like keeping yourself busy and making them realize that you're not always going to be available. Yeah. Um, because I did good advice. Yeah. I kind of like with my last relationship that I was in for four years, I definitely lost like my identity. My whole life revolved around him and his career and everything we did was about him. And I was fine with like, you know, and I can't, that's not his fault. I was like totally on board to do that. And I think that's so, and then like when we broke up, I was totally lost. And I think, yeah, it's so important for us as women to, like, maintain our own identity and our own, like, fulfillment. I think it was really cool. Glenn Close just won a Golden Globe. You saw that? And she yeah. like, gave a speech, and she was talking about that, how we are, are naturally just, like, nurturers and want to take care of mm-hmm. our family and husband, but we have to be fulfilled ourselves. And I think that's just, like, a huge thing is yeah, it's not losing yourself and... 
feeling yeah, and your own self-worth. Or when girls, you know, just are in a relationship and that's all they become mm-hmm. is the relationship. They can't do anything without their boyfriends. They lose all their friends. Yeah. And then guess what? When they're single, they're miserable because they don't have any friends anymore. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And every time I change my plans to accommodate their schedule, I end up disappointed because... Mm-hmm. Then they flake, and then guess what? I'm sitting at home on a Friday night with no plans because I already told my friends I couldn't hang out because I was hanging out with this guy, and then last minute they flake. And every time that happens, I want to just slap myself and tell myself, like, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. It's it's so important for us to, like, maintain our own lives and schedules and and all that. So I'm learning. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll find our Prince Charming one day. Yeah. But, but we, um, we have to have high standards for sure. Like, that's another thing that, you know, my, my parents taught me is to never settle. Like, don't just date just to have a boyfriend, you mm-hmm. know. it's We're 30, so we're not going to just date to date. Um, and I think it's important to keep our standards pretty high because, you know, we are successful and we know what we have to offer. So yeah. I think that's important, you know, to keep in mind too. Yeah. Oh, and you watched The Bachelor. Yep. Colton. Oh, Colton and his 23-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, I started watching the newer one last night, and there was, like, a woman who was, like, 31, and all the girls were like, she's, like, she's not going to win because she's old. Yeah, like, Just calling like, her a cougar and stuff. I'm like, yeah, oh, my gosh. Like, age discrimination on this poor woman just because she's 31. I was like, oh, my God. But Yeah, I think that show um, – is starting to become so ridiculous because, you know, my roommate and I always joke, like, let's just go on there and then become these, you know, um, promo girls for, like, the gummies for your hair and stuff like that. It's just... So you're not trying to find love. You're trying to get a a deal, a promotion deal. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And go on vacation in Mexico. (laughs) It is crazy how, like, after you're on that show, like, you're just, you're set, like, on... You can just be promoting things on Instagram and yeah. traveling and making so much money just because you were on a reality show for five weeks. Like, yeah. it's a pretty good gig. It's kind of crazy. I should, you should nominate me and I'll nominate <laughs> you and then maybe one of us will get it. And that's the thing. Like, these girls on there are always so skinny. I'm like. Yeah. I know. They're so skinny. It's crazy. And they also, a big part of it is drinking. And so I was like, I wonder if I could pitch this idea like a sober girl. <laughs> sober like, they're going to be yes, like. Yes, you could totally stand out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like doing my podcast on air about mental health on The Bachelor. They're like, can you please stop that? This is like the opposite of what oh we're supposed to be gosh. doing. That supposed to be, be ruining lives, not helping. But Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for being with me today and letting me share this new discovery and uh, I'm sure there'll be more to come with this and as I'm you know learning more and working on this so we'll definitely be talking about it again but thanks Amanda thank you okay bye hey PS um, if you guys have any questions or want to talk or want to hear about a specific topic in future episodes or just want to say hi feel free to email me at soberlandpodcast at gmail.com thank you